Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hello, everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. And before I got kicked off YouTube, uh, I was um, starting a new phase of the common sense show another show called hiding in plain sight and we had produced seven episodes and they were very popular and this is really taking off and people say well dave what was it i'm going to tell you all about what it was and the fact that i'm going to get back into launching it again i'm going to explain what it is and then we're going to do part one and I, I love it. And we're going to still do our geopolitics because it's important. Your life depends on knowing uh, what we're teaching. And I, and I really do believe that. And our lives depend on you sharing so we can wake people up to stop in its tracks what's happening to us. Uh, I'm Dave Hodges. This is The Common Sense Show. And we are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. Thank you so much for helping us in doing that. We are brought to you by this great product right here for the holidays. This is perfect. It's BioTrust, and this is what we call belly trim, and this will reduce the fat that you're carrying. You'll be healthier. You'll be happier when you look in the mirror. And why? Because this product works. It's guaranteed. Uh, if you went to trimwithdave.com after this particular broadcast, what you'll find is you got a product that has CLA in it, and that's the raging chemical today, the most popular thing in all weight loss. It's chemical that causes fat to acquire slowly and to burn quickly, to put it in layman's terms. The research is described at trimwithdave.com. That's trimwithdave.com. Now, they guarantee the results, and boy, what a great time of year to be doing this. The time we pack on between 10 and 15 pounds on the holidays, yeah, because we're going to parties, we're having friends over, enjoy it, and I don't think you should stop. Because if the globalists get their way, you won't be having dairy. You won't be having that whipped cream. Or you won't be having milk with your breakfast. You won't be having turkey or steak or anything else in these holiday meals. Uh-uh. No siree. You'll be having plant life, aquatics, and bugs. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> Merry Christmas. So enjoy it while you have it. But let's not, let's not acquire the weight, shall we? Guarantee the results. 60-day money-back guarantee. And they got a 51% discount. Go to trimwithdave.com. That's trimwithdave.com. Hiding in plain sight. And people say, what is that? Now, if you were following me over on YouTube, you already know. Hiding in plain sight simply means this, that there are things that are out there that are discoverable, researchable. But guess what? 
We're not. And we used to have great shows, and we still have some. Um, we had Art Bell. That was the uh, gold standard for shows that did sh- uh, topics of interest to people and not nonsense topics, real topics like, are UFOs real? What are they? Are they demonic? Are they ET? Uh, is there an agenda here? What's the great deception? What does the Bible say about all this? Uh, is it anti-Christian to believe these things? Um what about ESP and parapsychology and uh, quantum physics and so forth? What about all that stuff? Is it real or not? And I like to take my training and whatever talent I possess in the area of research and apply it to this. And sometimes we'll do a quantitative data-filled analysis. A lot of the times we'll do a qualitative analysis, which is a descriptive analysis where we connect the dots and start to form trend curves for the purpose of future research. Now, getting off the technical part, sometimes it's just really darn interesting. Um, who built the pyramids, for example? Did you ever think about that? Well, let me tell you, um, one of the concepts, core concepts of this show, is we believe very much in predictive programming. And I've done, oh my gosh, dozens of shows on this through the years. And there are two shows that really catch my attention. Now, I'm not a big believer in the ET. They're from Alpha Centauri, and they're coming here to enslave us and then eat us. Okay, I'm not not really in that particular mindset, although we can take a look at that. But I'm in the mindset that there are things going on that we should know about that we don't. And I'm going to start back on the track of this show talking about what is it about ETs? What are they? What are the possible influences? What does the predictive programming say? That's where I want to go in this particular show. There are three movies that I absolutely love that I think that really point us in a direction that we should be considering. Now, I need to tell you what my bias is, but I also fully acknowledge I could be wrong in my interpretation of the Bible. Let me show you what I'm talking about. Let's take a look at Genesis 6, shall we? Um, I, I think you'll find this to be really interesting. And there it is on the screen there. Let me move it down here. Let me just read to you a little bit here. Um Genesis 6, often described as wickedness comes into the world. And just before this, the fallen angels that had lost out in space, wherever space was and what it is, and one-third of the angels rebelled against the Lord, and they were defeated. And the fallen angels, as they're called, were cast to earth. Oh, our misfortune, right? This is why this is not our planet. Let me read to you here. I think you'll find this to be interesting. When human beings began to increase on the number of the earth, this is we're going to talk about the intermingling of what was cast down in God's original creation. Mm-hmm. And the sons and daughters were born to them. The sons of God saw the daughters of humans were beautiful, and they married any of them they chose. Then the Lord said, My spirit will not contend with humans forever, for they are mortal. Their days will be a 120 years. And as an aside, let me say this. I think you'll find this interesting. I was researching a product many, many, many years ago, well over a decade, 
called Juvenon, uh, UC Berkeley researchers. And I had some conversations with them. And uh, being their liberal nature of their university, they weren't too crazy about coming on my show, but they did freely talk to me. And I said, well, what's the average lifespan? What should we be living to right now? And they said, right now, we should be living to be about 120 years. But all the toxins, the processed foods, and so forth are the reasons that we don't. I thought that was really interesting. 120 years is exactly what they told me. And these people didn't really strike me as the Christian type. Okay, this is where we get down to the important key item. Are you ready? This is really, really important. The Nephilim were on the earth in those days and also afterwards. And we're not going to need to go much further than this. Let me just show you what I mean by this. I had uh, an on-air discussion at uh, Pastor Paul Begley's seminar, which is available. Just look up Paul Begley on your search engine, and you'll find his most recent seminar. And I was a participant in that. And one of the things that Paul and I talked about in our interview for the seminar was this particular passage. And I thought I was brilliant thinking of this. I didn't really think I was brilliant, but I thought it was creative. And I thought maybe I had a rare moment of insight. And I've been carrying this information around with me for about two years. And I haven't done a whole lot with it. But let me just read to you this phrase. And then I'm going to tell you what Pastor Paul and I talked about. The Nephilim were on these earth in those days and also afterwards. And so what follows right after here is the story of Noah and the ark. So clearly the afterwards means post-flood. So right here, Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Okay, so what I find interesting about that phrase right here and also afterward, and this is what I said to Pastor Paul. I said, Pastor Paul, I'm wondering if we're not contending with two DNA on this planet. And he said, what do you mean, Dave? And I said, well, okay, the fallen angels are cast down to earth. They intermarry with selected earth women, maybe not their choice, the women that is. And that phrase, and also afterwards, that suggests to me that their DNA survived. And let's project forward. What did we know about royalty in the old days, ancient days, and also even in the Middle Ages? Well, like in Europe, for example, you had to have the intermarriage of kings and queens, and the prince of this country would marry the princess of that country. And it seemed like they were really interested in keeping the genetic bloodlines pure. And out of that group in Europe arose the Illuminati, the forerunners of the Bilderberg, the World Economic Forum, and the people that just love to make money on war, and they seem to just love death and destruction. And Paul told me, he said, yeah, Dave, this is a hot topic when pastors get together and talk about eschatology. And I was saying, whoa, that's really interesting. But I guess I wasn't as smart as I thought I was because I thought I was coming up with this novel idea. And when I first brought it up, I thought, you know, I think I might sound stupid by saying this. And guess what, boys and girls? I understand this is now being really discussed. And it's what I really believe to be true. My common sense tells me 
that human beings wouldn't do or perpetrate the evil on such a scale as we're seeing now. Um, you wouldn't have people coming out in the royal family in UK for years saying things like, I'd like to come back as a virus and wipe out 90% of humanity. Or Ted Turner, the biggest donator to the UN privately uh, at that time when he said, well, you know, I'd really, really like um, to see the population of the Earth decline by 90%. And if you noticed everything that gets glorified in the mainstream media right now are the lifestyles and preferences of everyone who will not procreate. I don't think that's a coincidence. And I think we could be governed in large part by a small minority that are truly alien. Interesting thought, isn't it? And before you start laughing at me hysterically and disconnecting and say, this guy's a lunatic, please keep in mind that as I looked into Pastor Paul's comments to me, that this is really being discussed. And I did have a show I did on this with um, uh, Sam Arnold, Pastor Sam Arnold, and uh, he's our Latin American expert, guy's a genius in Latin America affairs. And Paul and I had this debate, but it, we ended up agreeing more than debating on the same topic. So it's interesting, isn't it? What if we're really being ruled by a cabal that wants to wipe out humanity and this is their way of really underdoing God's creation. Now, it just so happens I'm pre-recording a show that will air early in the week with former NSA NATO member Vance Davis. Now, I've known Vance since 1992. And I was introduced to Vance um, through a guy named Bill Pollock, who became my mentor in this business, the late Bill Pollock. Deck Bill's wife, Annie, ended up becoming my news director for six and a half years, where she was just fantastic and became a very good friend. It, it, what's really interesting, though, was when I first talked to Vance, he told me in his NSA training that they were told, people working in the NSA, that bad guys and good guys fought out the cosmos and the bad guys lost and they were cast down to earth. And I said to him, Vance, it's kind of a crude depiction of Genesis 6. He said, exactly. He said their goal was to get revenge against God by capturing the soul of his prized creation, human beings. Now, this is 1992. We weren't talking about transhumanism. I don't even know if there was a term called transhumanism. In fact, I know there wasn't. I've done a lit search on this. And as Vance and I progressed in our friendship and our relationship, he said to me, I I do think, Dave, you're probably right about the DNA, and I expressed this privately to him. I said, people are going to think this is nuts, but you're in a position to really understand this. You were talking about transhumanism, about morphing the human beings since they couldn't get the soul. And I said, we're beginning to see some evidence of that, Vance. And he goes, exactly. He wrote a book about it called Unbroken Promises. And I believe it's available, and I'll talk to him about that when I interview him in the upcoming week. His work schedule is phenomenal right now. I've been trying to get him scheduled for a few weeks now, but he's just he's meeting himself coming in the door. But we've got him pinned down. We're doing the pre-record on Sunday the 10th, 
and we probably will air that on the 11th. And I just wanted to make sure that you're aware that this is coming. Now, we at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com and what it does is it goes into a container you lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches it's a 50-year warranty on the device it only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground and you can keep it for safekeeping and i'll tell you this is the way to hide your gold not in false walls but underground will be very very difficult to detect to find out more Go to BarrierGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time the common sense show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for my pillow for example they've got half off my pillow bed sheets more than half off their slippers their sandals their mattresses their topper covers women's lingerie now, they have extremely great products as you all know Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. I don't think they have to be from Mars or Alpha Centauri to come to Earth and want to do bad things to human beings. And it makes perfect sense to me there are two different DNA on this planet. Let me explain why I say this. The Hopis have a a saying, I think, that's very profound. They have many profound sayings. Um, In fact, one of my highlights of my teaching career had nothing to do with what I was doing in academics. I had a young undergraduate student who claimed to be the grandson, and in fact, I was able to verify this. He was the grandson of a Hopi elder. 
And we talked about Hopi philosophy all the time. And by this, by the way, coincided with my early days of friendship with Bill Pollock and Vance Davis. And we would almost have nightly conversations. What did he say today? What else did he have to say? And it always tying into what we were talking about. Well, the Hopis have a saying, and it's this. There is no tree with branches so foolish to fight amongst themselves. In other words, war is not a normal activity. But war is how the evil entities we call the Rothschilds, whatever they may be, the Rockefellers, war is how these animals make money to build their empire, increase their power and influence, install proxy leaders around the world to do their bidding, start secret societies. And one of the things I think you'll find interesting about this is, is I looked into the death of John Kennedy, and I became a rabid researcher. And then, thanks to Vance and to Bill, they introduced me to Jim, and Jim and I became friends, the late Jim Mars, right? The author of Crossfire, the definitive book on the Kennedy assassination. And there's many good ones out there. Jim D. Eugenio, you should look at his work. It's fantastic. Uh, but I became really close with Jim. And he actually was a consultant to Oliver Stone on the movie JFK. And what Jim and I talked about, one pointed conversation we had on air, and unfortunately that interview doesn't exist, because I was on a network that destroyed all my work when I left, or they wouldn't release it because I left. And um, it was pretty interesting because Jim and I had reached a conclusion that one of the reasons Kennedy was killed is he wanted to do alien disclosure. Oh, yeah, he wanted Vietnam, and they didn't. He did the silver certificates for $4 billion, pissed off the Federal Reserve. Yeah, he wasn't going to do the oil depletion allowance to the level the oil companies wanted to get an illegitimate uh, tax break that none of us get, kind of like Congress insider trading, right? And there were other things he did to piss him off, too. He wanted to stop upper atmospheric testing and nuclear weapons. And he had reached an agreement with Nikita Khrushchev to do so. He was trying to normalize relations with Cuba behind the scenes. And he's got to go. He's working against everything the new deep state doesn't want. But one of the things he also wanted to do is he wanted to reveal the nature of UFOs. No, 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 no. Jim and I both believed this was one of the deciding factors on why he was killed. We absolutely believe that to our core. Um, one of the things I think that we should always consider here as I come back to full screen, we've seen the scripture I thought that was pertinent here. One of the things I thought we should all consider is that there may really be aliens. But I'll tell you this. I don't believe in the crash, saucers, discovery of alien bodies. I mean, this is not in congressional testimony, right? We hear about it in the mainstream media. It used to be if you talk about this, you're insane. You're not just a conspiracy theorist. You need to be medicated and put in a rubber room and held in a straitjacket. You're dangerous if you believe in aliens and UFOs. And now they've done almost a 180. Well, they're real, but we're not going to tell you how real they are. We're still going to keep you in suspense. I'll give you an example. A law was passed out of Congress. Surprisingly, Congress actually did something. But they didn't put any teeth in the law. It said by 2017, actually it was 2013, and then they 
came back and redid it, 2017. All documents held by the CIA on the Kennedy assassination and also alien disclosure, which I told you I think is related, had to be released. (laughs) It still hasn't happened. And whatever the CIA told John Kennedy, and they did tell him to shut up, we know that. They also told to Barack Obama. They also told Hillary Clinton. The Clintons had a huge fascination with this. And you're saying, well, Dave, how big of a fascination did they have? Enough to murder Vince Foster, a key uh, key person in the Clinton administration and was Bill Clinton's best friend. Mm-hmm. And then they they came and cleaned his office out, the CIA did. Isn't that interesting? Oh, his death. Have you ever looked at Vince Foster's death? For those who are young, you may not know what I'm talking about, happened in the Clinton administration. He committed suicide in the park. Yeah, he was a man that wore glasses, and he shot himself in the head, and his glasses were fully intact. And There were all kinds of problems with the, uh, the murder scene, let's put it that way. It was staged. Um... When Bill Clinton became president, we know he did this with Vince Foster. This is one of the things that Jim and I discovered. He wanted to know two things. Who killed John Kennedy and why? And that was the first thing. And he was interested in that because (laughs) Bill Clinton went on Project Close-Up, which was where selected high school students from a school would go to Washington, D.C., and actually get to meet the president. And he got to meet John Kennedy. He was 13 years old, made a huge impression on him. He loved John Kennedy, and he wanted to know why he was killed. And the second thing he wanted to know, and he sent Vince Foster on the trail to find out both, what's the real story behind UFOs? Now, you got to remember, in the 90s, we were still in this denial stage. There is no such thing. It's swamp gas. Those lights overhead, they're moving over you? That's swamp gas. That craft on the ground, that's swamp gas. Well, there's no other swamp gas around. It's, all, it's swamp gas. CIA said so. So Vince Foster went to work on this. And people have often debated in closed circles. I talked to people in Intel. Well, was he killed for the aliens or was he killed because of what he's finding out about Kennedy? I think it's both because the stories are related. I think it's intertwined. Folks, I got to tell you, this was a major element to kill a senior member of presidential advisory staff and then cover it up and make it look like a suicide. This was a huge event. And I still remember to this day, uh, and I and I remember looking at the news reports on this. It was such garbage. And at the same time, there was actually a photo that surfaced of Hillary Clinton with Lawrence Rockefeller And they were walking um, at Rockefeller's home on a walkway in um, Wyoming. Guess what they were carrying? A book on UFOs. And Lawrence Rockefeller was fascinated by the topic, too. Yes, member of the Rockefeller family. But I'm going to pose this as a hypothesis, and in later presentations, actually the next few, I'm going to pose the question, did the DNA of the fallen angels and impregnated earth women create a hybridization race. And did they 
become a separate strain designed to total gain control and dominate and eventually destroy God's prized possession, working at the behest of Satan and revenge against the Lord. That's my firm belief. And I think that passage in Genesis 6 really opens the door to contemplate that belief. And it was really comforting to know, and I really appreciate it. By the way, you should go to look up Pastor Paul Begley and go to his seminar. He's got great guests. No, I'm not saying myself. I'm just saying Paul Begley does good work. We shared the stage once we were at Steve Quayle's presentation. Um, oh, it was about five years ago in Missouri. And, um, wow, what a knowledgeable guy. Seriously, not just a good man of the cloth, which he is. He is a devoted follower and teacher of the words of Jesus Christ, but he is the real deal, people. Paul Begley is the real deal. So I would recommend that you really go to his conference and check that out. And I'm not saying because I'm there, you can find me right here. Um, All right, let's consider a couple other things here. When the so-called aliens, (laughs) fallen angels, could not crack the code to the soul, then they decided to, well, you know what? We'll just destroy humanity and we'll become immortal and they get human minions to follow them, normal DNA at the upper level leaderships. And I think that, you know, people like Bill Gates or some of these people, I mean, look at what Bill Gates is doing. He's manufacturing lab meat to replace regular cow meat. And it's garbage. It's poison. It's bad for you. It's really bad for you. And there's no reason to be doing it. He said, well, it's climate change. Okay, well, you know what? Humans have to eat normal food. The same food we've been eating for millennia and beyond. But all of a sudden, they want to take that away from us? Why? Because it leads to our demise. Why do they want to put us in stack-and-pack cities? Hmm? Why? You see, I have said many times, once I came to this understanding... The part of the Bible that says our our war is not with flesh and blood, but with principalities of darkness, this is exactly what the Bible is talking about. There's no question. That also came up in my discussion with Pastor Paul. And this is what we're dealing with. Ultimately, we're in a war between good and evil. Now, we have to meet the evil where it's at. When they want central bank digital currency, they want to control everything about what you can spend money on, your lifestyle, Everything. They control every aspect of your life once they get this. And they can lead you down the path of self-destruction, which I believe is what we're doing. God said, "Be go forth and be fruitful, multiply. They're not multiplying. They want to divide. They want to lessen the population. You take the developed world, first world nations, what's happening to the birth rate? It's well below, yeah. And what was a characteristic of first world nations? They were Christian. And who'd they get flooded with? Non-Christians. Do you think all that's an accident? And if you zoom out and you do a 30,000 foot view of this, what you're now looking at are entities that are not of our origin. They're from the heavens, cast to earth, and they're trying to destroy us. But they're smaller in number, so they've got to be clever about what they do. They've used wars to build up their empire, to increase their political influence. And I think it's safe to say that when you have leaders of the nations across the world, 
140 out of 195 nations have endorsed the C40 cities. Stack and pack. You have no rights. You'll reproduce if we let you. Um, you can't travel. You get three articles of clothing a year. Does that sound mildly satanic to you? And what does history show when you congregate people together in small spaces? Well, it's the prescription for genocide. And history is clear on this. And they want to disarm you. From what? Okay. Use your imagination. They're trying to erase God from everything. They want to influence your kids to believe in horrible things. Why do you think the NEA got $5 billion from uh, Biden in COVID? That was no reason to do that. But they did. And now we know why. So who are the real aliens? And I'm going to say this, too, in conclusion. Well, Dave, they found crashed alien craft, and it's been talked about in Congress, and they say it's non-human entities. Oh, I've seen the congressional testimony. How can you sit there and deny it? Well, I'm not denying it. But any race of people, for example, that can transcend the challenges of time and space and conditions in outer space and manage to come here with such great technology would not be crashing at every intersection on the Earth and producing all these crashed alien craft, magical little bodies, advanced technology. And I do believe they have advanced technology so they could control us. See, technology is neutral. It's how you use it that makes it good or evil. And the same thing's true with guns. Guns are neutral. Okay? It can be used for good, self-defense and hunting, okay, protection against a tyrannical government, or it can be bad, use of crimes. Now, having said all that, you pull all this into a bundle, we're looking at what the end game is here. And, you know, I don't want to believe we're going into the tribulation personally, because I know what lies ahead to a large extent, and it's not good. It will not be a pleasant experience for us. But when God takes you into the valley, or allows you to go into the valley, I should say, he allows those conditions to happen. He gives you the tools to get out of the valley. He doesn't put you in anything that he can't help you get out of, but it has to take faith on your part to do it. And humanity will eventually triumph on Judgment Day. But there's a hell of a price to be paid to go through that. And I'm thinking, I wish we could deal with that in another generation. Good luck to you guys, say, a thousand years from now. But I'm not so sure we're going to get that choice. And the really, the crashed UFOs and stuff, I think those are staged events, classic false flag stuff. But they have embedded technology in our society that can be very much used for evil. Because when we have the smart cities concept, it'll be used to control you. There's a real good movie for predictive programming. If you go watch the first four or five episodes of the show um, Colony, AI doing all surveillance and security overseen by human collaborators. Pretty interesting. When you look at that stuff and you look at, they had the 15-minute cities in there. They didn't call that in the movie, but they would have, like Los Angeles was divided into blocks. They had 30-foot high walls and unbelievable security, and it took an act of the devil, basically, to get through from one city to another. The show was centered around that when all hell broke loose, this uh, son of this uh, government agent had been trapped in another block, and he spent his entire energy trying to get his son back. And um, 
I watched the entire three years. I, I was fascinated by it. It was some of the best uh, realistic science fiction I've ever seen. So what I'm saying here to bring this to a conclusion is this. I do believe we have two sets of DNA on the planet. I think the Bible really implies that. I'm comforted to know that many people that are of my faith are beginning to believe the same thing. And I, I can really help me define the world as we understand it. And people say, well, Dave, what about MJ-12? Didn't Eisenhower and Larry Truman meet with aliens? How do you know they're aliens? How do you know they weren't the deception? And there's something else that comes out of this, and I'll leave this as a teaser for a future show. Allegedly, allegedly in the MJ-12 documents, our government gave permission to these entities to abduct a certain amount of humans, and we know that hybridization took place. The impregnation of a woman, come and get her later, take the child, and keep it. Alien hybrids. Hmm. Why? To just to delete the gene pool to piss God off? Perhaps that was one reason. But I also know this. When Jesus returns, he returns with an army. (laughs) He's coming down to the earth in force. And he ain't messing around. It's judgment day. And it's really interesting to me that these entities, these hybridization creatures, if they do indeed exist, and I think there's a good possibility they do, will actually form some of Satan's army. They need numbers. And I know some of you just sat back and go, oh, that's interesting. That's what I thought when I first had the thought. I had a situation, I've told this before um, in other venues, but I'm going to repeat it here because it fits the topic. I never did blind dates as a young man. And, you know, if I wanted to date, I could find someone to date. And it was never really an issue for me. I was fortunate. Um, but a friend of mine said, Dave, you got to meet this gal. She's like you. And this is when I was a young uh relatively young high school teacher and coach and um i was single and he said dave she's cute and she's really smart and she's a teacher i said oh what's she teach i don't know you'll have to ask her so i met her at a place in denver tamarack square called hulahans you people who lived in denver and you like the time know exactly what i'm talking about okay beautiful area of town at the time um so i met her and i thought well she is very attractive very well spoken and we talked about a few education issues but then started talking about our our past and so forth and i thought well i don't go on blind dates because i often said you had to be blind to go on them but in this instance i mean this person was i thought she could be a pretty good catch and then something happened that made me (laughs) I couldn't get out of there fast enough. She said, Dave, you haven't asked me about what I teach. And I said, well, I said, other stuff you've talked about so interesting. And I just, okay, but let's, I'll ask you that. So what do you teach? And she goes, I teach hybrids. 
Now, at first I thought she's talking curriculum, some hybridization of curriculum, new way of teaching and reaching kids, and maybe it's for the gifted and talented, and that's what I first thought. And I asked her that, she goes, oh, yeah, the curriculum's advanced, but it's not what you think. And I said, oh, well, tell me about it. I've never heard of this. And she said, well, there are a mixed race of children, Okay, I'm still not suspicious at this point. Mixed race? Okay, well, I know children who had uh, uh, a black parent, a white parent, a Hispanic parent, a black parent. I, you know, so I'm thinking this is no big deal. Um, <laughs> she said, no, it's it's only part human. I said, what? She said, people are abducted. Women are impregnated. These entities take their babies, and they need people on Earth to acclimatize them to Earth's culture in whatever country they're in. And I teach them how to do that. Oh, but the wall of panic welled up inside of me. Okay, and if this person ever hears me talk about her this way, I don't even remember her name. I couldn't tell you if I wanted to. Um, because at that time, my mindset was in a different place in my life, and I wasn't even considering these things. And... I won't meet Vance Davis for another eight years, and I won't be even be listening to Art Bell for another eight years. By the way, that's how I found Vance. Um, I came home one night um, and uh, dead tired, and I thought, well, I'll listen to the end of the Suns basketball game on KTAR. And um, I fell asleep, and I woke up, and Art Bell was on. Never heard this show, but they had this guy on named Vance Davis. Oh, Vance Davis, yeah. And he's talking about the secret space program. I had to keep my mouth shut about what I knew. And you heard me tell the story in likelihood before. And I thought, here's a guy talking about some things I've been warned not to talk about because my mom could be in big trouble. So... I said, I'm going to find out how to contact Vance. It wasn't easy then. This is uh, really pre-internet. And so I had to go through this guy and that guy. And eventually, you know, I got to send a message to Vance Davis. Well, it was Bill Pollack that called me to check me out to see if I was a for real guy or just a nut trying to get close to Vance because he was popular at the time. And that wasn't the case. And so Bill and I talked on the phone for two hours one night. And I guess he told Vance, Dave is a real deal. And he calls me up and says, Dave, I know you're over there in Glendale and I'm in Mesa, Arizona. Why don't you come over to my place this Saturday and we'll talk. And we spent six hours together the first time. Fascinating discussions. So anyway, um, that's how I discovered Vance and Art Bell quite by accident. So, this lady was saying, well, yeah, I educate them to do whatever. And I said, what's the goal? She goes, eventually they'll run the planet. What? <laughs> I said, yeah. I said, well, look, it's getting late now, and I really got to go. And it was really nice meeting you, a very nice person, very interesting. Thank you. And I think she knew that was it. <laughs> I couldn't get You know what? I wish I had that moment back because not that I would have wanted to date her, and even if I were single today and that same situation occurred, I would have no interest in any kind of romantic relationship. But 
an intellectual curiosity. Tell me more about what you do. I'd like to know all about this. I missed a golden opportunity by having a closed mind. And I've often regretted that. It took me eight years to regret it because I had told Vance about that very early on. Vance said, oh, Dave, that's real. We always learned that in the uh, the program I was in, the NSA program. He goes, you are really in a unique position. You should have pursued it. And I said, I know I should have, but I was in a different place in my life at that time. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're on a stage now where the variables, I believe, of the end days are being set into motion. And the sides are clearly being drawn between evil and good. Woke and anti-woke is another way of saying Team Jesus or Team Satan. It's the same thing. And what I'm saying to you is I want to do a series of shows that won't be quite as lengthy as this, but come in and explore an avenue of this. And no, I'm not into they're from Alpha Centauri and here they are and da 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 But I think the planet is being run by alien entities of a satanic origin. Yet I think they've reached the apex of their organization. And yes, I believe the organization of the World Economic Forum is controlled by them. And I don't know how behind the scenes they are. I don't know who's them and who are their minions that serve them. I'm not sure about that. Something Vance and I are going to talk about in our interview. And Vance and I probably through the years have done, oh, we've had thousands of conversations. We even had a business arrangement with Enron. And uh, I'll get him on and we'll, we'll update that. We first talked about that, oh, gosh, 15 years ago. Uh, we should update that. But we had a relationship with Enron when all hell broke loose for him. I always felt fortunate we didn't get caught up in their trap because we were working on free energy concepts. We wanted to build a community in the San Luis Valley of Colorado based totally on Tesla's free energy. And, oh, that was a forbidden thing to do because that's proprietary. And the CIA took Enron down. They weren't guilty of all those things they were charged with. I know. I was there. I saw it go down. And I don't ever believe Ken Lay committed suicide either. I could be wrong about that. But he said one time, um, gentlemen, we all better have our dead man switches in place. In other words, we know so much and so many people know what we know. They don't dare mess with us because we knew we were into forbidden technology. We'll talk about that, too, but I'll probably do that in the form of an interview with Vance. And we'll update all that. And I didn't have a major role in that. The uh, Vance and Bill brought me in um, as a consultant from an historical perspective. In other words, I was a data analyst, okay? Fancy term for it. So anyway, I hope you enjoyed me resurfacing what I call hiding in plain sight or show as under the umbrella of the Common Sense Show. We have the Intel report, too, Doug Thornton and I, under the same thing. Um, i tell you what's on my heart, too, and I want to mention this before we go. Um, I lost a dear friend. He was a business partner in the beginning. He was one of my first advertisers on the Common Sense Show, um, readymaderesources.com. Um, he was former CIA, could not talk about that while he was alive, but he passed last week. Um, he was a frequent guest on my show. People loved Bob Griswold, loved him. Now, the people that loved him from a radio perspective, TV perspective, didn't know him like we knew him. As far as a Christian goes, he was the real deal. And a lot of people that are friends of mine on a personal level 
who used to listen to our interviews, <laughs> have been quoting him in retrospect. He was a great man who influenced many great people. He had an impact on me. And I just wanted to say, Bob, I love you, and I'll miss you, miss you more than you'll know. You were a true brother in Christ. So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining me for the resurfacing of Hiding in Plain Sight, which we could call HIPS for short. Hey, check us out over at TheCommonSenseShow.tv, where we bring in expert guests. And, oh, gosh, through the years, Bob probably did 20 interviews with me there. Vance Davis, too. But um, we uh, talk about critical topics that you need to know about that are uncharted. We often bring in an expert to help you understand and to suggest alternatives. It's a really good show. There aren't many like it. TheCommonSenseShow.tv. We're getting five-star ratings. Check it out. We'll see you over there. Hello, America. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America, one enslaved mind at a time. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, we're brought to you by a great sponsor, and we call it nightwatchpro.com. And it's what it is. It's night vision binoculars. Yeah, you heard me correctly. On one hand, you have binoculars that improve what you can see from a distance. And then on the other hand, you have night vision which means you can see really well in the dark. And I don't think I need to point out to you how valuable this would be in a chaotic environment that we're on the verge of having. And we've already had power attack in New York, power attack on the grid. And I think we're on the verge of seeing a lot more of this, a lot of social chaos, and you need to be thinking about home defense. And in the home defense, ladies and gentlemen, is to have night vision. Absolutely. Uh, by the way, we call it Nightwatch Pro, as I said. It's 25% off, coupon code HOLIDAY. And I remember I bought my first pair for $3,000, really good stuff, but it wasn't binoculars. This is just a small fraction of the cost, and the discount means it's not going to be around real long. They will sell out, and they have such great features as the ability to take still photos, high-definition photos, video in 4K that you can play back on a three-inch screen. It's amazing. With The technology is just incredible. And they also have a long battery life. And uh, the vision on this, the right situation, can be as much as 200 miles, where regular night vision is about 120 miles. So this is absolutely great. Go to nightwatchpro.com. That's nightwatchpro.com. And we'll put a link for you in the description box as well. I want to talk to you about the Brookings Report. I want to talk to you about an anthology, a brief anthology, of government policy towards UFOs. And what we're seeing today is the same MO, just in a slightly different form. So let me get into this with you, please. The... um When we take a look at the history of UFOs, I know we could go all the way back to Ezekiel's wheel in the Bible. I understand all that, but I want to go to the modern era in particular. Over World War II, we saw our bombers in uh, the B-17s, they saw UFOs regularly. And it gave them fits. They thought they were Nazi super weapons. And I don't know if they were or what they were. But that's exactly, they call them Foo Fighters. And it's exactly what they saw. So this phenomena started before the end of World War II and our bombing runs over Germany. 
And then we had the Frank Arnold sighting. And this guy was not a crackpot. He's flying his plane. He had no reason to make this up. And he said all these UFO disappeared, and they were doing incredible maneuvers. And it got headlines. And it started people thinking, gee, is there really something out there? Maybe the War of the Worlds, that radio show that uh, alarmed everybody in the 30s, maybe it wasn't such a crazy idea after all. And then after Frank Arnold, there was the Roswell incident. And here's what's curious about Roswell. And it also speaks to the fact that the government policy has always been and probably always will be one of deception. It's almost like they enjoy lying to us. I remember when uh, former CIA director Casey said, we know we've been successful in the CIA when everything the American public believes is a lie. And, And I really take that seriously, and he meant it. But let's talk about Roswell. Allegedly a crashed craft. Allegedly alien bodies recovered. There was a press release that said, we got a crash craft near Roswell, New Mexico. It was not of this world. And then the next day, the Pentagon reversed the story and says, oh, no, 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 no. It was a crashed weather balloon. Now, such a thing did exist because we were worried about the Soviets developing nuclear weapons. And we did put up high-altitude weather balloons in the atmosphere to try to detect, you know, upper atmospheric testing. And this is before satellites and so forth and so on. So that story was plausible, but it was not true. Something did crash at Roswell. What it is, we can debate. But the government lied about it again. And then we had Project Blue Book. What a flipping joke this was. Project Blue Book. Swamp gas. No, you people didn't see anything. You saw the planet Venus. Yeah, but we saw three planet Venuses. Well, I guess you did. <laughs> I mean, Project Blue Book was so poorly designed, uh, done by Alan Hynek, a researcher from the University of Colorado, and I guess his, his profession was to sit around and make up crazy cover stories that no one would believe, and no one did believe this crap. But people didn't know what to make of the UFO situation. And then, of course, there was the giggle factor. And around the time of the Kennedy assassination conspiracy theory, if you think Kennedy was killed as a result of more than one person and Lee Oswald didn't fire all those magic bullets, oh, come on, you're a conspiracy theorist. You're crazy. You need treatment. Well, they took that strategy and applied it to UFOs. Are you kidding me? You're talking about UFOs. (laughs) Yeah. I remember when Ronald Reagan said he saw one when he was on board a private plane. And they said, is he losing it? Remember that? Jimmy Carter. He was doing a book signing. This is really well publicized. And a number of people said, well, Jimmy Carter, when you were um, in the Navy, you saw UFO, didn't you? He didn't want to answer. Well, you did. And you said when you became president, you revealed everything, didn't you? Mm-hmm. What happened? And he broke into tears. So we had Reagan, and we had Carter. And there was more. There was more. Bill Clinton, when he got to the White House, he wanted to know two things. What's the story behind UFOs and who really killed JFK? He might have got the answer to the latter story, but he did not get the answer to the UFOs. And the Clintons have always been fascinated with the UFOs. I remember seeing a photo of Hillary Clinton walking at Jackson Hole, Wyoming, 
with Lawrence Rockefeller holding his book on UFOs. That was not an accident. That was absolutely not an accident whatsoever. So we have a history of total deception, total confusion, even among some of our highest leaders in government. Why? Why? Well, then there was the leakage at this time of the MJ-12. I'm convinced MJ-12 was real. The government denied it. They still deny it to this day. I think it's real, but it's not real in the way that most of you will think. Oh, President Eisenhower and Truman, they separately at different times actually met with representatives of alien planets to reach an agreement on how many abductions they could do in exchange for technology. (laughs) I think there's an element of truth to this. But my position, you all know my position, you've been following my channel. If you're following me on this broadcast, you know my position. It's a great deception. These are actually fallen angels, Satan's minions, pretending to be aliens, trying to get the planet Earth at some future time, maybe with Project Bluebeam, to unite to fight against the evil powers that be from outer space that want to do us in, when really they are from outer space. They were cast to Earth when they lost their war against the Lord. That's my position, but let's go on because we're not going to stop with that. I want to talk about the Brookings Report. And the Brookings Report was based on total and absolute deception. Total deception. They said two things in the Brookings Report, 1960, which was the guiding document for NASA. Came out in 1959. You know, NASA was developed shortly after that. And President Kennedy grabbed a hold and says, we're going to put a man on the moon. Uh, But they said this, if... um, When a superior culture encounters an inferior culture, the inferior culture has one of two things happen. It's either destroyed or it's absorbed. They said, we got to deny if we've, if we ever meet them out there or them coming here, we have to deny it. So the Brookings report advocated for total secrecy and misleading the public. Okay. Now, Second thing, they said if we've ever discovered that we went out there, that we should deny that too, like a past civilization, maybe like a Lemuria or an Atlantis. I don't know what they were referencing, but this is in the Brookings report. said, if we ever find out we've gone out to the stars and something happened to us, we have to deny that too. It'll spread fear. It'll destroy religion. It'll destroy our culture. And that's true. That's absolutely what they advocated for. So when we take a look at this, the entire UFO genre is based on deception. So when they tell you now, yeah, we've recovered alien bodies, non-human entities, we have crash craft. We have at least six of them. This is all congressional testimony if you've missed it. I'm telling you this, the whole genre of this is mired in lies. And it's partly why I believe this is the great deception spoken of in the Bible. I don't believe it for a second. I don't think you should believe it for a second. You're a free agent to believe what you want to believe, but I will never believe this because this government has done nothing but lie about this phenomena for over 80 years. And I see no reason why they're going to change it. They're going to use it and manipulate it for their purpose. And like I said, I think we're headed for a Project Blue Beam event 
Well, anyway, I want you to consider this because we're going to leave this open-ended. We're going to come back with more on this. And we're going to follow up on what I believe to be fallen angels or ETs. I think we really need to make a choice as a society and then hold our government accountable. Well, that's it for this segment. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you back here again next time. We at The Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at TheCommonSenseShow.tv, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TheCommonSenseShow.tv. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.